This week's John Tapp Racing Podcast is brought to you by Inglis, number one in its field. South Australian trainer Mark Minavini got away to a flying start as an Inglis digital online auction customer when he secured the former Western Australian Mayor Michael Lill for $20,000. Mark's bid in the December auction was successful and he got himself a ready-made racehorse. Michael Lill had won four races in WA, the last of them being a benchmark 58 at Kalgoorlie, that was last June, at only her 18th race start, and she was then a four-year-old, so she certainly hadn't been over-raced. Mark didn't produce her until March of this year, and she won brilliantly first up in a benchmark 80 at Morfordville. Mark Minavini is online to talk to me now. G'day, Mark. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me on. Mark, what attracted you to Michael Lill? I mean, not many horses are bought out of Kalgoorlie, are they, to race in Adelaide? No. uh, Interesting story. Uh, We'd been sort of looking, shopping around at the uh, English digital online sales and... um, a client of mine asked me to look at a horse in that sale, that December last year sale, and uh, I looked at it and it didn't appeal to me much, but she was the next lot underneath uh, the horse I was looking at anyway. Mm. The fact that she was by Tester Ossip sort of sparked my interest because um, I'd had good success with his progeny. And uh, so I looked at her form and I looked at a couple of her race replays and I thought, well, any horse that can... Uh, uh, Michael Lill's racing pattern is to get back and, and run on, and and she did that well at Kalgoorlie, two of her last three starts over there, come from well back and, and bloused them. And I thought, well, if you can, it doesn't matter where you win. If you can give your horse, uh, your opposition a start and a beating, you, you're going okay. So I thought mm. she's worth the punt. And uh, she had a good pedigree. I think she made 60-odd thousand on the Gold Coast uh, as a yearling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we 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 were, you know, appealed to that. I didn't think it was much to lose, really. And uh, we've been very happy with her ever since. Mark, I'm a little intrigued by the fact that she won that race at Kalgoorlie I was talking about as far back as last June, but she didn't appear for sale until December. It made me think that maybe the owners didn't intend to sell her originally, and it was an afterthought. Well, that's correct, John. Uh, she was owned by Mount Hallowell Stud, and I think they're quite significant uh, investors in Western Australia and the thoroughbred racing industry, and uh, and all around Australia actually. And they they've got quite a few fillies and mares and stallions and buildings and stuff. And um, uh, they had a stallion that uh, they, they they stood at their farm, and they actually after the mare won her last start in June of. 2017, they sent her to and covered her with their own stallion, and his name escapes me at the moment. Mm-hmm. And she, she missed. Was, she was destined to be a broodmare, but yeah, she missed. And when she oh. missed, um, the owner decided to uh, to then put her in the auction, and uh, that was the first horse that ever sold through that uh, auction. And um, they just elected to uh, reduce our numbers, and we were, you know, fortunate enough to be able to be on the receiving end of it. Yeah, Mark, there are a lot of owners in the mare, and a few new ones, I believe. Yes, uh, John, quite a 
few first-time owners in my stable, and they've obviously had a uh, a great introduction to racing. They've uh, she's run in two one million dollar races, the uh, Robert Thankster and the Goodwood Handicap down here, and um, they've had an absolute uh, great ride, and they can't wait. We're going to take it to Melbourne on Melbourne Cup Day. She'll run at Flemington. Oh. In the fourteen hundred meter mares race, it's uh, it was it's uh, registered as the maybe Mahal, but it's mm. probably got a commercial uh, sponsor on it now, which I couldn't tell you which is. But yeah. uh, fourteen hundred meter mares Group Three, it's worth a couple of hundred thousand, I think. And uh, the fact that she's uh, gone from Kalgoorlie to Flemington on Melbourne Cup Day is pretty uh, incredible effort. Yeah, it's a fantastic journey. Now, just going back over her last few runs. Uh, you won first up with her at Morfordville, then she ran second on the same track in a Phillies and Mares race, then a great third in the Group 1 Robert Sangster, and then you went to the Goodwood Handicap, Mark, finished midfield and didn't have a lot of luck at all, did she? No, that's correct, uh, John, and um, at one stage she went down on her knee, she, uh, on her nose, she, uh, she almost come down, but uh, she had no luck, it was typical... Uh, 20 horse field at Morfittville for a lot of money, so uh, it was pretty willing, but uh, you'd expect that. And um, unfortunately, she was on the receiving end of a bit of interference, but uh, she, once again, she still picked herself up and hit the line, and I was, I was pretty proud of her. Um, and she, and we, after that run, she was quite uh, fatigued, so I thought mm. four runs, she's done a great job. We'll, we'll give her a break and get yeah. her ready for the spring. Yeah, well, mm. since coming back, she's had two runs, unplaced at Morfordville first up, no luck, and then a good fourth in the listed Durbridge Stakes, and as you've said, she'll be at Flemington on Melbourne Cup Day. Sizzling Bullet's another one, Mark. You secured him, I think, in the June auction for 30000 He's had three runs for you now and ran a cracker. Uh, for second in the Gawler Cup last Friday and just got strung up around the turn for a few strides, which didn't help. That's right, John. Um, he's a horse that we bought out of Sydney. He's an expensive yearling. Uh, Vinery Stud uh, purchased him, I think, as a, as a stallion prospect. He's a schnitzel mm. out of the, the Oaks winner, Hollow Bullet, and I think he made $450,000 yearling. Mm. Uh, a beautiful horse. Chris Waller trains him, and they, and him and uh, uh, Hugh Bowman won three on him in Sydney. Mm. So that's good good form for for down here in Adelaide. Uh, I thought it was worth taking a pun on at that money. And um, I, I, like you say, he, he ran a great race the other day. His third run for me, and uh, he's well and truly got his hoof uh, firmly on the till. He's not mm. far off a, a win, I don't think. Calipari is another one you purchased from the online auction, $42,500, ex Peter and Paul Snowden. Very, very lightly raced. He did run second in a maiden at Newcastle one day, uh, but you, you must see something in him. Yeah, he's just come back into work, John, and I couldn't be happier with him. He uh, He's uh, another well-bred horse. He was a uh, $270,000 yearling, I think, so... Um, and and they, those guys, all those investors, buy those horses as, as stallion prospects. And obviously, if they, if they need to geld them or they don't feel they're going to be uh, group mm. or listed class in Sydney, uh, they they decide to sell them. So we're fortunate enough to be able to sort of pick through them and uh, 
Calipari's uh, gonna, hopefully going to be one of the better stories. He's uh, he he couldn't be doing any more than what he's doing at the moment down here. I'm really pleased with him. Yeah, mm. and a maiden. That's the best part. Yeah, he's a maiden, and he's um, he's Vobus qualified, so I can I can duck him across to Victoria and get a lot of bonus money with him. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm 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 thrilled with him. I'm sure he's going to measure up down here for sure. Now, Mark, another high price yearling that you bought on the English Digital Online auction from the Snowden camp is a horse called Super. He's also by Schnitzel. I think he was a $240,000 yearling. Peter Snowden didn't even start him. You bought him and gelded him when you got him to Adelaide. Yeah, well, um, uh, interesting story. Nicely, beautifully bred horse. is out of a full sister, the weekend hustler. And I can tell as soon as you see him, you can tell why he made a lot of money. He's a great type. Mm. Uh, John, I emailed – so that's the beauty of the English online auction, that you have contact details with the vendor. And so I emailed uh, the vendor and I looked at his – he had two or three trials up in Sydney. No, sorry, he only had one trial. Mm. Uh, once again, Hugh Bowman rode him. Um, he, he ran last but was beaten four lengths. So I emailed the vendor and uh, within minutes I had a – um, a return email, and they said um, uh, no issues. A horse badly needs get gelding. So um, I said to my owners, "Look, um, it's quite a nice horse here. We can buy. Uh, anyway, uh, we, we we were able to buy him, John, twenty odd thousand, and uh, he turned up here." A few days later, down from Sydney, and he was screaming and stomping his feet in the ground, and uh, so we literally gelded him that day. He went straight to the vet clinic, and we gelded him, and uh, mm. he's turned him around pretty much straight away. He had a couple of jump outs and a uh, a trial and a race uh, back in the middle of winter or late late May June, I think, and. Uh, He's just come back in. He ran fourth in his barrier trial on on Thursday at Oak Bank. He's going to resume at Morfordville on Melbourne Cup Day. What did you pay for him on the auction? I think it was twenty two and a half thousand. So, um, Gee, gives you a chance, uh, doesn't it? Gives you a chance for a small outlay. Well, we can't buy. We can't go to the yearling sales and and, and spend that money on those types of horses to be able to race in Adelaide. We really can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that you know, our clients are not uh, uh, in the industry to be able to sort of purchase stallion prospects. But mm-hmm. if uh, I'm, I'm I'm confident and I'm happy to buy them out of those big stables because I know that they've been given uh, every opportunity. They've been well fed and well looked after, well educated. Mm-hmm. And from my point of view, I reckon that's a great a great uh, start in life and. Uh, like I say, hopefully we can uh, benefit out of that, yeah. Now, Mark, I'll just get you to stand by there. We're going to pause for a quick break on the podcast. Back in a moment. For over 150 years, Inglis has led the way in the field of thoroughbred auctions. In 2018, Inglis again sold the most yearlings at the highest average. Last season, Inglis was number one for Group 1 wins and the only auction house to sell a Group 1 winning two-year-old. They sold four, in fact. I'm proud to align myself with Inglis, number one in its field. My guest is South Australian trainer Mark Minavini, who's had 
Tremendous success already on the English Digital Online Auction with his very good mare, Michael Lill, a $22,000 online purchase, and she's running in a race at Flemington on Melbourne Cup Day. Mark, you started off with the late Brian Murphy. You were with him when he had a great horse called Durbridge. He raced uh, a lot. He, he had 72 starts, Durbridge. He won 21 of them, 15 placings, 3.4 million. He won six Group 1s, not two or three Group 1s, half a dozen, eight Group 2s and one Group 3. Brian trained him to win the Australian Derby at Randwick and also the CF Orr Stakes, but he was then instrumental in sending the horse to Lee Friedman. What are your memories of Durbridge in Adelaide? Well, whenever I'm I'm uh, having a bit of a bad uh, trot or uh, um, you know feeling sorry for myself because it's a tough game, I, I I probably look at the photo I've got of Durbridge and blame him because uh, <laughs> he 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 really uh, sucked me in. He was a magnificent looking horse and just had the best temperament for a stallion or a colt and a stallion. Mm. He was just unbelievable, John, and uh, had the most magnificent golden coat. Um, anyone could be impressed with him, and obviously his record speaks for itself. Um, uh, and John was uh, – sorry, Brian Murphy was a very uh, casual guy, lovely – John uh, – sorry, John. Brian, Brian Murphy Brian, yep. would, yeah, wouldn't have had a, an enemy in the world. He's a – Lovely guy, wouldn't have heard a fly, and for some reason that horse and uh, and Brian really clicked. And um, I'm sure that if if he had been in you know probably a bigger stable, Brian only had uh, sort of three or four horses at the time. He got Durbridge, and um, probably that that was just a, it was a match made in heaven, and it, and it worked really well. So um, uh, look. He uh, he's great horse. He wasn't a great sire, but um, he was a great race horse, and we had a lot of thrills and uh, fantastic learning experience. Yeah, you trained a lovely mare in your own right, Mark, nine or ten years ago, by the name of Vor Mister. She ran second in three high quality Group One races: the Australia Stakes, the BTC Cup, and the Manicato Stakes. She did, however, win a Group Two and was a wonderful race mare for you. Yes, that's right, John. She was by Tesla Rossa, the same as Michael Lill, and uh, she was a beautiful mare, very uh, strong-willed, easy to handle, but um, just a beautiful, uh, beautiful filly. I paid 130000 for her at the Melbourne sales. I didn't have a, buy- a buyer for her at the time. I had to uh, find a client to, to pick her up, and I was lucky enough to... Um, to get um, and Brent Cannon, Jeff Housel, and Paul uh, Paul from uh, Victoria. They were uh, car dealers, Toyota car dealers, and they came up and had a look at her, and they purchased her pretty much straight away. Look, she uh, she was a beautiful mare to do anything with. I uh, I thought she was a golden slipper horse early, and uh, we trialled her in the two-year-old trial and Dwayne Dunn rode her and she ran last and I had real egg on my face. I thought, oh, mm. made a fool of myself here, but she pulled up really quite shin sore and didn't have her first start until a late uh, three-year-old and from there she just uh, progressed, yeah. Mm. yeah. Mr Sands was one of your favourites. He won 10 
four stakes races, including a Group Three. You'd like a barn full of Mister Sands. Yeah, he's uh, he'll he'll uh, odd sort of horse. He's only knee high to a grasshopper. He had he was chestnut, had a big white and white fat, and he's still alive. I I seen him last week. He's about twenty four, twenty five years old. Mm. Uh, he still lives up in the Adelaide Hills, and he's still alive and well. Um, we we clients of mine leased him uh, from his breeder and. Um, yeah, he he was uh, he was a difficult horse early days, but like you say, you'd like to have a barn full of horses that can win ten races and 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 four stakes races. Yeah, mm. you've had a few handy ones, Mark. Go the Knuckle won a Group Two, Sure Bet won a Group Three, Lindbird won a Group Three, Hannah Banana won a Listed, Red Labelle was useful, won a Listed race at Flemington, called the Cadbury Roses Stakes. Uh, Lord Shiraz was another one in the mist, and General won a long race at Flemington. Yeah, um, I, I, I've um, I've won quite a few races at Flemington and Sandown, Mooney Valley. I've never won a race at Caulfield. I've been placed at Caulfield quite a few times, so that's something on my bucket list I'd like to do. John is get to Caulfield and win a race, and. Um, I've never had a runner in in Sydney or New South Wales, so we need to be able to tick that off uh, at some stage shortly as well. It yeah. might be an English digital online auction horse that that you bring to Sydney. Let's hope so. Yeah, that is that that'd be fantastic. Yeah, Mark, you've utilised the services of a lot of good riders over the years. Currently, Jason Stubby Holder is riding a lot of your horses. He rode um, the horse in the uh, Gawler Cup on Friday. Peter Shepherd, he must have retired, has he? Peter Shepherd, haven't seen him for ages. No, Peter. Yeah, you're right. Peter Shepherd. When I first started training, uh, John, back in the early nineties, uh, Peter Shepherd um, was sort of in the twilight of his riding career, and um, he was fantastic to me. I, uh, I really, he, he, he was a great help to me uh, uh, to get going. Um, I was very fortunate when I first started training here in Adelaide. We had the likes of John Hawkes had a stable here. David Hall had a stable here. Uh, Russell Cameron had a stable here at Morfittville. Gavin Kelly trained Reading, won the Victorian Derby. He had a stable here at Morfittville. Uh, Joe Hall, I was surrounded. Peter Jolly was another guy that I respected greatly as a trainer. And we were, I was surrounded by, you know, really seriously good, Trainers, uh, David Balfour had a big string of horses here, and uh, it, you couldn't help but learn from those guys every morning. It was like a, from a, for a young trainer, it was like a, um, a feast, you know. I used to learn something every day talking to those guys and watching them work and win races. And um, anyway, Shep, uh, Shep was great help to me. Rode my first winner, and he uh, rode quite a few, probably my first half a dozen winners. And um, Peter's retired now. He lives uh, on the west coast and does a lot of fishing. He's in good health, and uh, I catch up with him from time to time for sure. And which trainers have been role models for Mark Minavini? Oh well, I think I, I, I just mentioned a lot of those guys that I, I, I used to admire. Um, uh, Probably the main one was Lee Friedman in his um, halcyon days when he was uh, really uh, at the top of his game. I think there's probably none better. And 
also we've been able to you know see what Chris Waller's done with Winks. It's just unbelievable that uh, the way that that uh, that guy has uh, managed her uh, superbly, and to be able to sort of sit back and watch that is is incredible. We never would think that you'd see a horse win uh, for Cox Plates and. 29-odd races in a row. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Mark, the October online auction is in full swing, and I couldn't help but notice that your name is down twice as a vendor this time. Yes, we've got uh, two mares probably off the track. One definitely is uh, a, a Metropolitan winner, but she uh, military forces, but she's unfortunately injured her hind uh, end in a hamstring, I think, and so her racing career is probably going to uh, be finished, but she's uh, going to make a lovely broodmare. Like I say, she's a Metropolitan winner, and uh, so the owners have decided to move her on, and we like the, the auction, uh, the English digital online auction process because it's so transparent. Everybody gets an opportunity to if they wanted to uh, retain the horse or whatever, have an opportunity to bid on it, or everyone can see how the, the bidding process is, is going over the four or five days that it happens. So um, she's one that we're selling, and also another mare, Passport to Fun, is a mare that I bought from Gave Waterhouse uh, back in June, I think, and... Um, she is a lovely mare, but uh, she's just not up to the class that we were hoping she'd be. So we've elected to put her back through the sale, and um, I think she's going to be better seated uh, probably down the track as a, as a brood mare rather than a racehorse, yeah. Mm. Well, Mark, when the catalogue comes out every month, what are you looking for? How do you start? Uh, that's a good uh, point. I I probably just go through each lot one by one, and I'm generally looking for young horses that haven't had too many uh, runs. John, probably up to twenty starts. Anything over that, I'm probably a little bit dubious. Mm. I like as, as uh, we mentioned before. I like to buy them out of those big stables because, and a lot of people don't. So I think you you sort of might have a bit of a niche market there, but I, I think that you know those those good trainers in Sydney give their horses every opportunity early in life, well educated, well looked after, well grown, um, and so I'm happy to buy them from there. And really, the beauty of it these days, rather than when I first started training, is everything is uh, very transparent. You can. You can watch. Uh, you can go online and watch jump outs, barrier trials, race replays, um, stewards reports. Everything's there at a touch of a button. So, I really do uh, do think it's a great uh, a great um, avenue to to be able to buy horses. Mark, just to illustrate the highs and lows of this business, the valleys and peaks uh, that trainers have to traverse. You took three horses to Gawler on Friday. You ran second in the cup. That was a high. Uh, the middle one, Cover Girl, didn't have much luck, ran a nice race, so there's a ray of hope there. But your first runner on the day broke down hopelessly. Terrible Yeah, uh, a terrible, John. Uh, I've been training 
for nearly 30 years, and uh, that's only the second time that we, we, we've taken horse to the races and then brought him home. Um, just a freak of, uh, uh, of uh, racing that he just uh, put his foot in the wrong spot or landed the wrong way and unfortunately um, fractured his, his hind paston. So there was nothing any of the vets could have done. They were there to him quickly. But you're right, uh, it was a very sad day. My staff and my owners were there and, and quite emotional. So uh, unfortunate, but uh, we just need to pick ourselves up and head to uh, hopefully the next um, the next uh, winner and the next good horse, which is, could, could quite easily be around the corner. Yeah. And when would Sizzling Bullet run again, Mark? I think I'm going to uh, back him up this Saturday. There's a there's a 1600 metre uh, benchmark 86 handicap here in Adelaide uh, worth forty thousand dollars, forty five thousand dollars. And like you mentioned earlier, we paid thirty for him, and he's come down here in Adelaide and he's racing each run for around the forty or fifty thousand dollars. So. Uh, do the something that he only has to win us a race or two and we're uh, we're back in credit with him and uh, he owes us nothing. So I'm sure that's going to be achievable. And he hasn't won a race yet. John, he's run fourth uh, an eighth, I think, and a, and a second in the cup at Gawler. And already the owners and some new clients of mine have had a great, uh, a great run with that. So um, we're very pleased with him, yeah. Well, Mark, I hope you can fit all those owners of Michael Lill into Flemington uh, on Cup Day because there's a big bunch of them and there's not much room there to start with. You better be early. Yeah, we uh, don't worry. The plans are well advanced. Uh, we're going to uh, catch up the night before uh, Cup Eve and, and have a, a meal some a quiet meal somewhere. And uh, the owners here from Adelaide are really uh, looking forward to it. Look. Um, I had a runner at uh, Flemington on Cup Day about three or four years ago, and the VRC, to their credit, they couldn't have been more hospitable. They, they really accommodated us magnificently, so uh, we, we're really looking forward to getting over there this, this year. Yeah. Mark, been a delight to, to chat on the podcast. Thank you very much for your time. You're very enthusiastic. You're very passionate about the game, and I wish you continued success and three or four more Vormisters in the not-too-distant future. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on, on, on to your show. Thank you. And this podcast has been produced by Supernova Sound. For over 150 years, Inglis has led the way in the field of thoroughbred auctions. In 2018, Inglis again sold the most yearlings at the highest average. Last season, Inglis was number one for Group 1 wins and the only auction house to sell a Group 1 winning two-year-old. They sold four, in fact. I'm proud to align myself with Inglis, number one in its field.